Hello and welcome to a new series of short WRI podcasts looking at why COP26 matters for different issues. I'm Nicholas Walton, and in this episode, we're looking at COP and cities. COVID has shown us uh, how important now is to combine recovery with the climate challenge. You're listening to WRI's COP26 Shorts Podcasts. Here's the acting global director of the WRI Roth Center for Cities, Roger Vandenberg. Cities are central to the challenge. Two-thirds of world's energy consumption is by cities and more than 70% of global CO2 emissions come from cities. So how cities deal with this challenge and how they mitigate greenhouse gases is key in order to get to the 1.5 degrees outcome. Cities are really the engines, not only behind the challenge, but also the engines of many national economies. So um, where a lot of things come together, but where not a lot of things have been resolved yet in terms of the necessary national policies that need to be in place to help cities to do their job. And which aspects of cities are particularly important when it comes to mitigation, to getting the emissions reductions that are so central to COP26? Well, key sectors are work from the Coalition of Urban Transitions, uh, as clearly kind of pointed out, uh, buildings and transport as being kind of the main contributors to greenhouse gas emissions. And these are also the main sectors where you can create a lot of jobs. I mean, COVID has shown us uh, how important now is to combine recovery with the climate challenge and uh, buildings and transport both. They contribute to two thirds, I think, or 60% of the the total uh, emissions that come from cities. So working on more energy efficient and uh, zero carbon buildings and working on um, active mobility and um, zero carbon transport opportunities, that's where we really should look at. And what's the link between cities and the big underlying theme of resilience? COVID kind of really laid bare how vulnerable urban populations are, how actually cities do not resolve key challenges that many citizens face in terms of job opportunities, in terms of health. Um, So cities are really key to kind of help resolve these things. And we've also seen that cities for a long time have been planned and developed in a very unhealthy manner. And I think COVID, where now everybody restricted to their homes, shown that the quality of space and the access to services become really front and center of how we think about cities. Um, our World Resources report shows that this access to services in terms of you know, transport services, access to housing, but also access to public space are so important to create um, opportunities, both economic opportunities, but also a lot of other relevant benefits uh, around health, social cohesion that needs to come from cities and the direct proximity uh, of services to people. And this is critical because the world's trying to work out how to make low-carbon economies. What are the difficult choices, compromises, trade-offs, and so on. And for this, politicians need the backing of people. Companies need the backing of people for the consent to deal with, engage with these difficult questions. And cities are the place where more than half of the world's people experience the impacts of climate change. So things that aren't necessarily immediately connected, like services and equity, are actually critical for politicians, businesses, etc., to be able to bring the people with them on these difficult questions. That is really key. The problem is, of course, that citizens are cities are not equipped well enough to cope with the big challenges that I kind of sketched out. For example, you know, making cities um, energy efficient. You know, the largest share of the grid and cleaning the grid 
And the responsibility of that lays at the national authorities. Um, largest resources for interventions and for um, reimagining public transport, for example, lie with the national authorities. So it's very important that there is a much better and a much clearer link between the ambition at the national level and uh, what cities can do and contribute to that. With the Coalition for Urban Transitions and the many kind of research that we're doing, we kind of identified not only the key sectors, but also to what extent they can contribute to that national ambition. And in that sense, uh, what's really there to watch is to what extent are cities going to be put central to their national ambitions, and to what extent extent cities uh, are going to be part of the NDCs and of the commitments of a national government, but also to what extent resources are being made available for, for cities. Because at the moment, you know, municipal finance and how cities are able to do big intervention in growing cities, for example, is just far and far from uh, from sufficient. So there's quite a lot to negotiate um, and, and, and to advocate for in the city space. And that was Roger Vandenberg on why COP26 matters from the standpoint of the world's cities. The other seven episodes in this series examine everything from why COP matters for circular economy, businesses, clean air, and for energy. Governments nationally and internationally have to begin to redesign their economies to bring in clean technology and to phase down very quickly use of fossil energy. There's plenty more on COP on our website, wri.org. And you can, of course, subscribe to our podcasts on all good podcast apps. I'm Nicholas Walton. Goodbye for now.